Namo Buddhaya. Welcome back to Monks in the Morning from Colombo Dhamma Friends of Mahame Onawa. The monks here are so happy to get to spend time with you now. Today, we're going to become investigators. An investigator is someone who likes to look very carefully at things and discover the truth. Because we have minds that are very strong, we can use our other senses to look at things and see them exactly as they are. Today, we're going to use our investigation powers to see where things come from and how long they last. This was the kind of investigation the Supreme Buddha did when he was trying to become enlightened. So, get ready to become investigators, just like the Supreme Buddha. We'll also chant the Surya Paritta, so get your chanting books ready or click on the show notes link to download a PDF or follow online. Now let's take the refuges and the precepts. Place your hands together and think about the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha while you chant along with us. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu Namo tasse bhagavato arehato Samma sambuddhasse Namo tasse bhagavato arehato Samma sambuddhasse Namo tasse bhagavato arehato Samma sambuddhasse Buddhaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dhammaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Sanghaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dutiyampi buddhaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dutiyampi dhammaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dutiyampi sanghaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dhatiyampi buddhaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dhatiyampi dhammaṃ saranaṃ Gacchāmi Tatiyampi Sanghaṃ Saranaṃ Gacchāmi Sādhu, Sādhu, Sādhu Say after me, I observe the precept of Abstaining from killing beings. I observe the precept of abstaining from stealing. I observe the precept of Abstaining from sexual misconduct. 
I observe the precept of abstaining from telling lies. I observe the precept of abstaining from taking intoxicating drinks and drugs with the refuge of the noble triple gem I observe these precepts for happiness in this life for rebirth in heaven to escape from the sufferings of sansara May it help me May it be a blessing Sadhu 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 Namo Buddhaya I was reading a sutta the other day and as soon as I read it, I thought that you might be interested in hearing about it. In this sermon, the Supreme Buddha talks about different ways of looking at the world, and that these different ways of looking at the world help us to meditate better, and they help us to understand the world. And of course, we know that when we understand the world the way that the Supreme Buddha did, then our suffering decreases and we become more happy. So, one of those ways of looking at the world is looking at the world to see things that are impermanent. Maybe you've heard that word before. Now, the opposite is something that's permanent, something that lasts forever. So, ordinarily, when we talk, we may describe one thing as permanent and another thing as temporary. So, something that's permanent will stay there for a long time. Maybe we build a house and we say, yes, that's permanent. But we build a small shed to store some things in for the summer, and that shed isn't going to last for very long. And so we say that it's temporary. It's only here for a few months, and when we don't need it anymore, we'll remove it. So we say that it's temporary. Now, the fancy word that we use is impermanent. If something isn't going to last for very long, then we call it impermanent. It's the opposite of permanent, and it just means temporary. But when we're talking about Dhamma things, we'll always use the word impermanent as the opposite of permanent. So the Supreme Buddha said that if we start to look at the world and pay attention for those things that are impermanent, that looking at the world in this way is very beneficial and gives us really good results. And specifically, it leads us to Nibbana. So, of course, at the end of this show, we always wish that everyone can experience the happiness of Nibbana. Well, in this sutta, 
the Supreme Buddha reminds us how we get there. And he says that one of the ways that we do is by looking at things in the world to see that they're impermanent, that they're temporary, that they're not going to last forever. So in this sutta, he says specifically that if we start looking at the world and seeing how things are temporary or impermanent, and we meditate that way, then we're not going to get attached to material things, to honor, and to being famous. In fact, that the mind kind of pulls away from those things. So how do we do that? How do we look at the world to see things as impermanent? Well, one of the ways that we can do that is by thinking carefully about the reasons that something exists. So let's think about a flower. So why, say we have a flower, how did that flower get here? Where did the flower come from? Well, flowers grow on plants. That if you don't have a plant, you can't have a flower. So if you have a flower plant, but then the plant dies, will it give you any more flowers? No. So we can know that that, uh, that that flower isn't permanent, right? Say we cut the flower and we put it in some water. Is it going to last forever? No. Even if we keep giving it water, eventually it will shrivel up. The petals are very soft and delicate, and eventually the flower will die. We can even think before that, why was there a plant? Well, there was a plant because there was a seed, and someone put the seed in the soil, and someone added water and sunlight. So all those things helped to make the plant possible, helped to make the flower possible. Now we take away the water, actually we just take away any one of those things, and eventually the plant will die. Without water, the plant can't live. Without soil, the plant can't stay alive. Without sun, the plant can't live. So we can see definitely that this plant is temporary. Now, some plants live for a very long time. There's even trees in the world that have lived for 2,000 years. But eventually, we know that those trees will die, that they're not going to last forever. Even the wood from the tree isn't going to last forever. Eventually, insects will eat it, that it will start to rot and turn back into soil. So we can see that even a tree that lives 2,000 years still is temporary. It doesn't last forever. So now let's think about something that might be in the room that we're in. Maybe there's a window, right? Is that window permanent or impermanent? What happens if someone throws a rock at that window? It's not going to last very long, is it? It's going to break. How about mm, if there's a chair in the room that we're in? Will that chair last forever? What if we put something really heavy on the chair and the chair breaks, right? It's just temporary. As long as no one damages it, the chair will be there. We can even think of the house that we're living in. Are houses permanent or temporary? Now, maybe the house that we're in 
is older than we are, right? And maybe even the house will last longer than we do, that the house will still be there even after we die. We might mistake that and think that it's permanent, but it's not. Eventually, that house will get destroyed. What I'd like you to do today is take a few minutes, maybe even a few times today, and look around and see if you can find anything around you that's permanent, that you're sure will never get destroyed. I don't think you'll find that. Because everything, all the material things around us, they didn't always exist, did they? Before they're in the form that they're in when we see them, they were something else. If it's plastic, then before it became plastic, it was oil. If we see furniture before it was furniture, it was trees or metal in the ground. That all the things around us, if it's our computers or our cars, or even the people around us, didn't always exist in the world. Right? We know that uh, we haven't always been around. One day we were born. And as long as we keep eating, until we get a disease, we'll live, but then eventually we have to pass away. So all of this looking at the world is looking at the world and noticing that things are temporary, they're impermanent. Now, if we're not familiar with the Buddha's teachings, this may be very sad news to us when we realize that our favorite games, um, the house that we live in, that they're not going to last forever. If we don't know about the Buddha's teachings, then this may come as a shock to us, or it may make us sad. But this is the nature of the world. And if we understand that this is how the world is, then we never get tricked. Because as soon as we believe something is going to last forever, then we think, okay, if I am very greedy with this, if I hold on to it tightly, then I'll be okay, then I'll be happy. But that's not how the world works. The things around us are always changing. And so if we understand this from the beginning, then when they change, we won't be sad. Our mind won't always be thinking about getting more and more things when we're always remembering that these things don't last forever, that any happiness that they give us is just a temporary kind of happiness. So today, let's see if we can just look around us and notice things that haven't always been there. Where did they come from? Right? How did these things get made? Will they last forever, or can they break? And pretty soon, we'll get used to looking at the world that way. And so when something breaks, or when we lose something, we know, yep, it was just with us, temporarily. It was an impermanent kind of thing. And when we start to look at the world in this way, the Supreme Buddha said, that leads us to Nibbana. That leads us to this ultimate happiness that he himself experienced and that he taught others to experience. So let's spend time today looking around us and starting to notice all the time 
when things that maybe even if they've been with us for a very long time, still they're not going to last forever. If you have questions about these, you can ask your parents, right? If you think you found something that's going to last forever, ask your parents and see if they think that it's going to last forever too. So, having heard these beautiful teachings, may we start to look at the world in the same way that the Supreme Buddha did. May we start to notice that the things around us are impermanent. And through wisdom, may we see this and may it bring peace and calm to our minds. And through the power of this reflection, through the power of this merit, may we soon experience the supreme bliss of Nibbana in this Gautama Buddha's dispensation. Sad, 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 Namo Buddhaya. Surya Paritta Discourse given to the Sun Deity Turn to page 35 in your chanting book. This paritta tells us about the time that the Asura, the titan named Rahu, captured the sun god Surya. Surya is a disciple of the Supreme Buddha. So, of course, the first thing he thought to do was ask the Buddha for help. We should also think about getting help from the Supreme Buddha when we get in trouble too. Now let's chant in Pali and English. Evang me sutang ekang samayang bhagava savantiyang viharati jetavane anath pindikas arame tena kopan samayena suryo deva punto Rahuna asurinde nagahito hoti Atako suryo deva punto Bhagavantang anusaramanu Tayang velayang abhasi Thus have I heard on one occasion the blessed one was living in savatthi at jetavana at anatha pindikas monastery at that time surya the sun deity was captured by rahu one of the kings of the Asuras, thereupon calling to mind the Blessed One, Surya the Sun Deity, recited this stanza. Namo te buddhaviranthu vipamuttosi sambadhi Sambad pati pannosmi tasme saranang bhavati. O Buddha, the hero, I pay homage to you 
you are completely free from all suffering i have fallen into trouble please be my refuge and help me atko bhagava suriyan deva putan arambha rahum asurindan gatahi ajbhasi then the blessed one addressed rahu the asura inverse on behalf of the deity surya das tathagatam arhantam suryo saranangato rahu suryam pamochassu buddhalokanukampakati o rahu Surya has gone for refuge to the Tathagata the Arahant Orahu release Surya the Buddha's radiate compassion on the beings of the world यो अंधकारे तमसे पभंकरो वेरोचनो मंडली उंगते जो माराहु गिले चरं अंतलेखे पजं मम राहु पमुच्च सूर्यंति ओ राहु do not swallow the dispeller of darkness the shining one the radiant one with mighty rays o rahu release surya my son the traveler through the sky अथ खो राहु असुरेन्दो सूर्यं देव पुंतं मुञ्चित्वा तर्मानरूपो येन वेपचित्ते असुरेन्दो तेनुपसंकमी उपसंकमित्वा संविंगो लोम हठ जातो एक एक असुरेन्दुरा and immediately went to the presence of vepachitti the leader of asuras and stood beside him trembling with fear with hair standing on end 
ಸಂಪಿಂಗೀತಿ Rahu, why did you suddenly release Surya? Why have you come here trembling? And why are you standing here terrified? Satdhame phale mudha ಜೀವಂತೋನಸುಖಂಗಲಭೇಸ್ಪೋಕೀಸ್ಸೂರ್ಯ If I had not released Surya, my head would have split into seven pieces. If I lived, I would not have had any happiness. Ethena sachena suvatte hotu By this truth, may they all be well-being. It was great to spend time with you again today. We hope that you learned something new, and we really hope that you can use what you learned as you go about the rest of your day. Remember what I'd like you to do today. Be an investigator and see if you can find anything that lasts forever forever. and never changes. Look carefully, and if you do think you find something, I want you to talk with some wise people like your parents and see if they agree with your investigation. You can also tell them about the other things that you investigated and saw how they weren't permanent. Now let's share merits. Today, in this short amount of time, we've done many wholesome actions that lead to happiness in this life and happiness in the future. We've gone for refuge, you've taken the precepts, we've become investigators like the Supreme Buddha, and we recited a paritta verse. So, when we do meritorious actions like this, we like for not only ourselves to be happy, but other people to be happy thinking about these actions. So, may our teacher, Lokosoyo Hangsa, may all heavenly beings, may all of our teachers, our parents, our relatives, our friends, May they all rejoice in this merit. May they have happy minds thinking about the good actions that we've done. And may they soon experience the supreme bliss of Nibbana in this Gautama Buddha's dispensation. Sad, sad, sad. Namo Buddhaya.